Matthew 21, we're going to begin in verse 18. This is God's Word. Early in the morning, as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but you can also say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say from men, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered, but later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir, but he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. The tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied. 
and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held that he was a prophet. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Early in the morning, Jesus is walking to town, and he was hungry. Big tree, close at hand, Jesus goes and looks to see if there's fruit on it. There's not fruit on it. What a disappointment. Jesus' response was to curse the fig tree and say, you'll never bear fruit. When they came back later that day, the tree had already died. It was completely withered. How'd that happen? The disciples were amazed. And they asked him, what's going on here? Jesus said to them something that is often taken out of context and completely misunderstood. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to this fig tree, but you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Wow! Man, now that I know that, If you suddenly see this afternoon my house on the mountain transformed into a chateau and see Mrs. Wood and me riding down the hill in our new Bentley, you will know that I have learned how to put this into practice. It's just a matter of believing with all your might. Just... I believe. No. It's not the way it works. Take a look at verse 4. Not in this morning's reading, but still in this chapter. Go back to verse 4. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Look at verse 13. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Look at verse 16. Do you hear what these children are saying, they asked him? Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? Look at verses 42 through 44. We just read them. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures... The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, 
and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. What's the thread running through all those scriptures? Jesus is citing as the basis for his behavior the authority of God's word. Our authority to do wonders is not based on our whimsy. I think it would be nice if the room was red. That's not faith. Faith is believing what God says. God's word doesn't have the story of bewitched or I dream of genie or Harry Potter or any number of other things where people try to learn how to control nature. The story of Scripture is of people who yield themselves to God's control and he works wonders through them. And other people who resist God's control and are destroyed. Witchcraft is about trying to be in control of the powers. Worship is about recognizing the sovereign God and saying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. A Christian worships the Lord. And when God says, I want that mountain to be thrown into the sea, tell it to do so. You can do so, and it will do so. If we believe what God has said, we will see miracles. Every time Jesus healed people, he told them something to do. Over and over and over and over, you look at the miracles of Jesus. He gave some instructions. The one miracle that we've said is recorded in all four Gospels, the feeding of the 5,000 men plus women and children, Jesus gave a couple of pieces of instruction. One was, he started out by saying, you give them something to eat. Then he said, we'll see what you have. Because they were saying, we don't have anything. Where are we going to get anything? He said, see what you have. Andrew came back with the little boy who had the five loaves and two fish. And said, but what is that among so many? Jesus told them to tell the people to sit down in groups of 50 and 100. Why? Well, for one thing, that makes it easier to count. Jesus was going to refer to the record of what had happened later on. But we need to understand that God works his miracles in the context of obedience. And Jesus, when he did explain what he did and why he did it, said, I only do what the Father tells me to do. 
I only say what the Father tells me to say. The reason he was able to tell that tree, you will not produce any more fruit, is because that's what the Father prompted him to say. It wasn't just he was angry because he was hungry and it didn't have fruit on it. He was hungry. It didn't have fruit on it. But Jesus did what the Father told him to do and said what the Father told him to say. And if you just believe with all your heart that you're going to get what you want, good luck. But if you believe what God says will be so, it will be so, and you will see it. You know something else? If you don't believe what God said, it's still going to happen. But you will not enjoy the fruit. In the Old Testament, God sent the prophet to say that they were about to move from a situation of famine to a situation of abundance. And one of the king's servants said, there's no way that that's going to happen. And the prophet looked at him and said, it is going to happen, but you're not going to taste any. And sure enough, when it happened that very day, that servant of the king who disbelieved God's word was trampled to death by the people going to get all the food. Are you going to believe God or not? Are you going to believe what he says? Because God's word is true and God's word will come to pass just as God has said. But you're not going to enjoy the benefit. If you're one of the ones saying, I, I just, I, I don't believe that. I just, you know, that's just too hard to believe. I believe God. I've seen God work in miraculous ways. I've seen him answer prayer so many times. And I pray that you will trust him. You can't earn your salvation. You don't have to earn your salvation. But God has provided salvation for all those who trust in him. So, Jesus' authority is questioned by the chief priests and the elders. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? He said, you answer one question for me and I'll answer your question. John's baptism, was it from men or from heaven? Now, by the way, that's a pretty clear hint as to where Jesus got his authority. So he says, just answer me that. He said, give us a moment. We don't know. That was their answer. Why? They did know. But they also knew what 
Jesus' follow-up question would be if they said it was from heaven. That is, why didn't you guys believe? Remember, the chief priests, after Jesus rises from the dead and the soldiers come back and they say, uh, he's risen, the tomb is empty, and there's this angel, roll back the stone, and I mean, you know, uh, we're, uh, what, what are we going to do now? The chief priest didn't tear his robes and say, God, be merciful, we've killed the Son of God. No, no repentance. It wasn't about whether or not they knew what was right. I'm speaking to a room full of people, well, not full, but I'm speaking to a room that has people in it who know what's right. Our problem isn't ignorance. We don't, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, who's to say what's right and what's wrong? You know. You know. But do you want to do what's right? Do you want to obey God, or are you still fighting to have it your way? I, I, I can't count the number of people that I've heard make the statement, <clears throat> well, I know I shouldn't have done that, but if I had it to do over again, I'd do it again. Well, then you're behaving like a moron. My preacher used to tell a story about a guy who was working at a wood shop. And a friend came to see him, and he was standing there holding his hand like this, and blood was dripping. And the guy said, Charlie, what happened? He said, I just cut my finger off. He said, how'd you do that? And he said, just like this, and cut off another one. Crazy, right? And yet... How many people do we know who live like that? I know I shouldn't, but uh, I'm probably going to do it again. Why? The call to repentance is a precious message of hope that says you do not have to keep doing the same thing again. So the chief priests and Religious leaders, elders of the people, said, uh, we don't know. And so Jesus said, then I'm not going to tell you by whose authority I'm doing this. But then he immediately, immediately told another story. What do you think? <laughs> There's a man who had two sons. He went to one and he said, do this. And the son said, I'm not going to do that. But then the son thought about it, and he thought, mm, I need to obey the father. He went to another son, and he said, I want you to do this. And the son said, oh, I will, I will, I will. whatever you say, I want to do what you want. But he didn't do it. That's the religious types. Those are the people who outwardly very devout, very serious about their faith. But when John the Baptist came on the scene, sent from God, anointed by the Spirit of God, speaking the words of God, 
It was prostitutes, tax collectors, notorious sinners, the common people who came and were baptized because they knew that they needed to repent. The religious leaders, they were like, who is this guy? Wearing that weird outfit, eating bugs. <laughs> I don't think so. Look at, look at, who, look at who is ba- being baptized. I don't want to mix with that crowd. They went down and watched sometimes, but they did not want to be a part of this. No. This is not the way we do things. They rejected what God was doing and saying through John the Baptist. And Jesus, in case they hadn't gotten the point, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. You won't say where John's baptism was from? It was from the Father. It was the will of the Father to call people to repentance, to give people the opportunity to change. But you didn't want to change. You felt pretty good about yourself. You felt like, why should I be corrected? Why should I be told? I I think I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm the chief priest. You know who I am? I'm the chief priest. I'm as big a big shot as you get in Judaism. Repent? Like these prostitutes? You think I'm supposed to humble myself and get down there and get all drenched like them? You don't understand who I am. You don't know the life I've lived. I've been meticulous about keeping the law of God. Remember the rich young ruler? Oh, I've kept all those laws from my youth. Jesus came to save sinners, because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you won't get saved if you're still trying to defend yourself. If you think you're okay, I've got this. I'm, I'm you know, I, don't, I may, I may need a little help sometimes, but basically, I've, I've got my act together, and. Uh, God is just real fortunate to have me on his side. You're headed for hell, if that's your attitude. So, Jesus said, even after you saw this, you didn't repent and believe it. And then he told another story. And in this story about the tenants, when the tenants saw the sun, They said to each other, this is the heir, come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? What will he do? And the people said, 
He'll kill the people who did that. He'll destroy them. Jesus said, you're right. And that's what's coming. And why do we know that that's what's coming? Jesus said, have you never read in the scriptures? Once again, he takes them back to God's word. God had already decreed what was going to happen. It would be through his death that we would be saved. Over and over and over. Jesus knew that by the end of the week, he'd be killed. He knew it. And these guys are still trying to figure out how are we going to arrest him? People think that he's, you know, like they did about John the Baptist. That's why we can't say that John the Baptist wasn't from heaven. Uh, So we have to just say we don't know. And with Jesus, they believe that he's a prophet. So we have to be careful. If we arrest him, we could get ourselves in trouble because there are more of them than they are of us. And our position depends on popularity. What's amazing to me is that Jesus, knowing all of this, didn't just go ahead and do to them on the spot what he said to the fig tree. Jesus could have, by right, destroyed them. But he knew that the destruction of Jerusalem was already timed out for later. Because Jesus listened to the Father. And he said what the Father told him to say, and he did what the Father told him to do. And that is what he calls us to. He calls us to hear the word of the Lord, to believe the word of the Lord, to proclaim the word of the Lord, to obey the word of the Lord. That's our task. That's our lifestyle if we're in Christ. Why are you doing what you're doing? If you are a follower of Jesus, you need to be feeding on his word and putting it into practice. And as you do, there will be people who will ask you, why'd you do that? What's going on? Why are you different? And then you have a perfect opportunity to tell them the truth. I pray that it will be so for you. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for sending Jesus to rescue us. We thank you that by his awful death, we who believe are saved. We thank you for giving us faith 
for giving us the grace of repentance, for calling us to turn, not keep going the way we were going. We love you, but it's because you first loved us. And so we are amazed by your grace. Help us to truly believe and obey. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.